3: down, Raiders! Would you believe it?
0: This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
4: Kicking off hour number three, we'll be checking in with Vinny Bonsignor, who's out at Pub 365. We'll be checking in here with a few minutes just to see what he's got going on, plus get his thoughts on what he saw from training camp today as he was out there bright and early. And it's so funny, in the last hour I was talking about being there bright and early and getting dressed in the dark and taking a shower in the dark, and I didn't realize so many people had thoughts on that activity, Geesmo said, how about the flashlight on your phone for the toothpaste, toothbrush situation? You know what's funny is that 5 in the morning, the last thing I think about is the phone. But that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I turn off my alarm on my phone, but now I'm done with it, right? It's just like, turn that damn thing off, and then I'm done. So I didn't even think about the flashlight on my phone. And then I got this funny text from Raider JG. Ever heard of a nightlight? Yeah, I had one. I actually had a little small one. That used to be by my sink, but after I plugged in my electric toothpaste and I plugged in, or my my electric toothpaste, my electric toothbrush, <laughs> that would be funny, electric fancy. toothpaste. Yeah, yeah, you really are fancy. <laughs> no, but electric uh, toothbrush, I pu- I plugged that in, and then we, I also have a a, a water pick, I uh, I have that plugged in. I don't have any plugs anymore for a, a nightlight to say. So actually, the nightlight that we have now is sitting in the hallway. Outside of our bedroom, which does us absolutely no good, so so there's that. So uh, thank you, Raider G, though, for uh, Raider JG for the for the suggestion. Then the mailman Raider said, the men always try and be ninja-like to let the women sleep a bit longer, but when the women wake up, first thing is like Bigfoot walking through the house. That's no joke. That is no joke at all. It's so funny that you say that, Mailman Raider. I appreciate that you said that. Because, man, the other day, I think it was Sunday night, we had some folks over the house. The wife's sister is in town from Texas. So we had some friends over and everything. But I had to get up and go to work the next morning. The wife took the next day off. She, somehow at her job, she just takes days off and it's like, no big deal. Me, it's like you take days off at the job. It's like, what are you doing? Uh, asked Demond. He'll <laughs> Demond tells me he needs some time off. I'm like, hey, what? Hold up, dog. Hold up, man. <laughs> You're gonna get time off Saturday. I made the joke with you. I was like,
5: I need to move over to ESPN. Y'all just taking days off now?
4: Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, uh, anyway, so I went to bed Sunday night, and I went to bed pretty early because I knew I had to get up early on on uh, Monday and and go to work. So I get to bed. <laughs> I get to bed and I'm pretty asleep, and everything knocked out. All of a sudden, the wife comes walking in. Every light goes on. and She just comes storming through the door, and I wake up and I was like, "Hey, what's up?" Not To, to bed, and I'm thinking to myself, and it's so funny that mailman Raider says that because I I thought to myself, I was like, I realize that when I get up first, I definitely do everything in the dark and try to you know be as quiet as possible. Man, the wife the wife came busting through the the door, all lights on, flashing in my eye, and I was like, well. That's my life. That's my life. That's the wife. But uh it's all good. No no worries, but that's 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 the treatment I get. So I guess I guess when she's off the next day, everybody's off the next day. Uh, let's go ahead now and uh, so thank you for that text mail, man Radar. I do appreciate you. Now let's get ready to check in with our guy Vinny Bonsignor.
0: Now, we go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Embajador Tequila and presented by the Realty 1 Group.
4: Oh and Vinny Bonsignor checks in with us now from Pub 365. And Vinny, what's going on out there, man? How are you doing? What's good? What's good? What's good?
0: Nice to talk to you again, uh, Q. Uh, I've seeing you right and early at 630 this morning. Uh, thanks for the help this morning, by the way. We are at Pub 365. By the way, I've got to tell everybody: download the app, Pub 365. If you're a beer drinker like me, apparently, the mom did
4: all right, we're gonna to, we're gonna to reconnect with Vinny. He he's uh, he's got some th- good things going on, but he's also got the phone that's messing with me. So, uh, Damon try to reconnect with Vinny real quick, and uh, and we'll catch back up with him because I did want to get his thoughts on what he saw today. But I don't want to get his thoughts if I can't understand them because that does no good for anybody. So, uh, Damon's gonna try to reconnect him, uh, and we do appreciate Vinny. And who 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 we got? Okay, we'll, we'll check in with Slow Jam James first and before we check in with Vinny. So, Slow Jam James, welcome to the show. What's on your mind?
2: Man, I, I, I'm preceding Vinny. That's that's some respect right there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's only because he was having phone problems, man. It's only because he was having phone problems.
2: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Hey, um, that's, that's straight facts because when my wife was doing swing shift, it was the same thing. I had to creep through the house in the morning to – to take my shower and find my toothbrush, but when she got up in the middle of the night to go to work, all the lights were on, the hair dryer's <laughs> on, everything's on. So, yeah. I, I think if you po- took a poll of every guy, they would say the same thing. That's just facts. Yep. But um, to answer that question, um, which, what I'm focused on for training camp, man, it's it's a hard one to just pick one, but if I had to, I would say I'm really looking forward to see what the uh, rookies and second-year players how they are progressing through training camp and, and what kind of role they're going to have with this team because we pretty much know what the veterans are going to be doing. We know what everyone else is going to be doing. I mean, although I want to see who the final five is going to be on the offensive line. I want to see how the running back room is going to look out. But for me, it's got to be the rookies and the first year guys and second year guys and just see how they've, they've kind of grown in this new offense.
4: I like it. Hey, great, great call, my man. And, and you know why, why that's such a focus and why I like that so much because. That is the future of the team, right? I mean, there's some really good veterans on the team right now, but the young guys, like you mentioned, the 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 second year guys, the rookies, those are guys that are expected to to carry the team once the the big dog players aren't there or the, the big time veterans aren't there. You know, an example like a Malcolm Kuntz, when a Chandler Jones isn't there, is Malcolm Kuntz going to be able to take that that job, or you know, what I mean, something like that. So those guys are very critical, and so they do need to continue to develop. On uh, we talked about Andre James and his development as a second year center talking about Alex Leatherwood you know how much can he, he he increase his uh his ability his skills John Simpson who sounds very confident but obviously has to go out there and put it together so you're right those young guys are going to be very critical to the success of the team uh this year but also moving forward in a major way so thank you slow jam James for that call I do appreciate you now let's try to check in one more time with Vinny Bonsignor Vinny at pub 365 how you doing Vinny I'm doing good how are you guys doing how's it sounding Oh, you sound fantastic, man. Crystal clear. I love it. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, real quick before we get into it, I need everybody to go download uh, the, the uh, Pub 365 app. Uh, if you're a beer drinker like myself, and I know Golden beer as well, uh, they've got a great rewards program over here at Pub 365. Download the app. Come over here. Uh, start getting your beer, and uh, they're going to keep a nice little tab going for you uh, in terms of rewards uh, and being able to get some, uh, some great rewards. For all that beer drinking, and they've got beers like you can't believe. They've got a great selection here at Pub 365, and they're trying to push that. Uh, and we're all here for them.
4: Let, let me ask you this, Vinny, uh, because I was interested in going. I almost went to Pub 365 this weekend. I remember you said they had the all you all you can drink beer on the 16th. I almost went, but are, is it is it just 21 and over, or is there is it okay for like a 18 or 19 year old to come to the place? Is it just a strictly yeah, a bar?
0: Nope, uh, absolutely. Uh, it's a pub, uh, and uh, uh, you don't have to be 21 uh, to be here. Uh, so okay. you can bring the family. Uh, there's great food, uh, tremendous food, actually. Uh, I'm getting ready to, uh, to uh, take a deep dive into their wings here in just a little bit. Ooh, so okay. yeah, they've got uh, they've got everything. And, and for the for the gamblers out there, uh, the casino is steps away. There's a Circa a Casino uh, here as well, satellite. Uh, okay. If you want to throw something down on some of the games, so uh, a great atmosphere.
4: Okay, cool. That, that's I mean that's an appointment bet or appointment date right there. I'm I'm gonna go out there Saturday night, check it out. I don't have to do any uh, ESPN radio Saturday night, so I'm gonna take a uh, little Sarah out there, little Q out there, of course the wife. Uh, and let me ask you this, Vinny, because we've been having this fun discussion. Uh, I know that sometimes you have to get up super early. Well, you, hell, you get up super early every morning as you're doing the morning show, the morning tailgate. We were uh, at the at the facility at 6:30 this morning, as you mentioned. Uh, when I get up super early, I don't turn on any light. I do everything in the dark, and it's real. Sometimes it's difficult, but it's just kind of what I do. I'm trying to be courteous and make sure you know that the wife is able to sleep a little bit longer. When you do that, do you do that in the dark as well, or do you just turn the lights on? And it's like hell. I'm going for it.
0: Uh, sometimes, sometimes for sure. But lately, <laughs> it's been light out, no matter what. So, uh, so we haven't been okay. dealing with the uh, having to do too much uh, in the dark. And by the way. Uh, there's a thing, uh, it's called a smartphone, and it's got a little uh, flashlight on there, so you could, you could always use the flashlight as well. That's, that becomes your friend at those uh, hours of the morning or night.
4: You know, I've had multiple people now, including yourself, point that out on our text line. And and I didn't even think about the flashlight on the phone. I I use the alarm on the phone, but I, I don't ever think of the flashlight on the phone. I really don't. And so I didn't even think about that. I was talking about trying to brush my teeth in the dark and how difficult it is. But, I mean, hey, at least I got my teeth brushed. It's all good. One way, one how. So, that's, that's my problems. So I guess that's third-world issues that I have going on. But, Vinny, we were out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, uh, as we've mentioned thousands of times, very early. Uh, but we saw a lot. We heard a lot. Uh, what, what was your focus in on today while you were out there? What was your number one that you were looking at?
0: You know, um, obviously, we, we continue to talk about accountability. We saw quarterbacks and centers taking laps uh, yep. after, uh, after uh, less-than-stellar uh, center quarterback exchanges. That's kind of a, uh, a new thing for me. I've never seen an NFL team do that, uh, but it shows you that they're not willing to sweep anything under the rug. Uh, little things are going to be big things here for the Raiders this year, uh, and I think they want to make a mandate right off the bat uh, that they're not going to let little things be what impedes them from where they want to get to. Obviously, mistakes are going to happen, but you have to minimize them, especially we talk about this all the time, Q, in the red zone on third downs. Uh, on those money situations when you have to be playing your best and where errors uh, become so critical, I think they're already trying to say, we're not going to let that happen. So I like to see that. You know, the physicality of the wide receiver room. I was watching the wide receivers were right steps away from them uh, today, and there's a lot of big, strong, physical-looking wide receivers. Even Devontae Adams uh, is well put together, and then obviously Matt Collins, uh, Demarcus Robinson. So, I like the size and physicality of the wide receiver room. Um, and, and I just felt like there was a business-like approach. Uh, let's make, as opposed to years past, where the Raiders, let's face it, were a rebuilding team with a lot of young players, a lot of first-year players, second-year players that are still trying to figure it out. I get the sense on this team, yes, there's some young players with you know high ceilings and moving in the right direction and, and all of that. But for the most part, a pretty veteran team and you can feel it and sense it in how they talk how they carry themselves how they're practicing when they come in and talk to us um it's it's really apparent that this is a very mature football team
4: did you get an opportunity to see Jarrett stidham at all because he's a guy that stood out to me today as a guy that had a lot of zip on the ball a lot of good accuracy and i know it was not padded practice it was just the first day don't want to overreact but i thought i saw a lot from him today
0: I did, too. And uh, I think that carries over from, um, you know, minicamp and OTAs where I know being on the sidelines, we were talking about him uh, amongst ourselves as well. Uh, He has a physical presence about him. I think he has a command of this offense, so he's probably letting it rip and being really confident in how he goes about uh, doing things, which I think he gives him an edge uh, coming here, trying to win that backup quarterback position. Uh, but, I, but you know, when you look at a, a quarterback like that, he's so young. Uh, he missed a year, basically, because uh, of injury. Uh, when he was on the field, uh, you know, uh, previously with the Patriots, he did pretty well. Uh, but I think there's a ceiling there. And I'm not saying he's going to eventually be the starting quarterback of the Raiders or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, uh, if it ever gets to a point where, hey, they need you to go uh, out there for a series or maybe a game or a half, you want to be able to have confidence in that player Uh, and I think a guy like Siddham, just watching him right now, the way he carries himself, uh, he feels like he's somebody that can do that. Uh, You never want to get it to that point. Obviously, if Derek Carr is a warrior, uh, he plays a lot and doesn't want to come off the field for anything. But if it ever comes to that, you know, I I feel like there might be some confidence level in, in Jared Siddham.
4: I I agree, and it's so funny, Vinny, and I told Jesse Merrick this earlier when we talked to him. I wanted to ask Foster Moreau about Stidham and the way he was zipping the ball to him because he he was the recipient of a lot of the uh, passes. But I thought, you know what, it's too early in camp. If I mention Jarrett Stidham uh, in this this media-type session, somebody's going to take it like I'm trying to replace Derek Carr. And that's not the case. I'm just looking at the backup quarterback position.
0: Exactly. Uh, And, oh, by the way, Foster Moreau, uh, or Moreau, Moreau. yeah, (laughs) a lot to say today. About a lot of different things, and that's why we love Foster so much. Uh, he is a uh, an interesting dude. I think he uh, he won the day in terms of the comedy, made us laugh, uh, made us think a little bit too, uh, which he's always prone to do. Uh, yeah. So you know, aside from uh, just the football field, Foster Burrow is uh, is an interesting dude.
5: Yeah, Vinny, I've heard so much in the, all the media sessions from today and yesterday. That word accountability. Mm-hmm. It makes me think. Is, are you seeing a difference in this camp just two days in than you saw last year? I, I know that the running laps, that is something that you've said it's very rare for an NFL team to do. But besides the running laps, what else have you seen that makes this team's accountability level go up so much? Well, um,
0: that, that's, the, that's the one thing that we've seen. Um, and and uh, trust me when I say it, I I don't remember the last time I've seen NFL players take laps for mistakes on the field. Mm-hmm. I've seen them do, do some sprints. I've seen coaches call and say, hey, enough of that. Everybody line it up and let's run some, some wind sprints. But it's, it's been a long time since they even saw anything like that. So to me, that's new. And, and the sense that I'm getting and talking to some people, I think the players understand that they're a pretty good football team. Uh, they've got a chance here to do something pretty special. Um, and as we've been talking about for so many uh, months now, uh, I don't think that this is going to be a talent issue with the Raiders when they line up on Sundays, uh, no matter who they play. Uh, they, they stack up pretty well against all their peers. Uh, in the NFL, including the upper echelon. And I think they understand that the difference is going to be how do they handle themselves in critical situations. And it's those little things that have plagued the Raiders. And as I wrote today, they can't be the second most penalized team in the NFL again. They can't be the 29th uh, or the, you know, ranked 29th in terms of uh, touchdown scoring percentage in the red zone. They can't be dead last uh, in terms of, uh, you know uh, touchdown percentage for the opponent so their defense isn't making the plays uh, in the red zone and they can't be 20 second in terms of third down conversions and all of those things i mean there's a combination of reasons why you know they, they weren't successful in those situations last year but part of it was just a lack of poise sometimes stupid penalties jumping off sides that cost you five yards um, guys that you know maybe weren't on the same page with the quarterback running the wrong route The quarterback may be making a a, a poor read. Whatever the case might be, it was a lack of efficiency. And I think that when you're talking about accountability, these Raiders, this group of Raiders, I think they understand that that's what's going to be the difference between making this a good season and potentially making this a special season. And they're going to address it now so that, you know, a lap today, uh, and it's a big lap, and it's a hot day. Nobody wants to be running out there uh, on a hot day. But that's going to feel like a walk on the beach. Compared to um, if, if, if a game is lost because Derek Carr and Andre James can't be on the same page on a snap or they fumble a snap, that could cost you a game. So a lap right now uh, is a small price to pay to help avoid losing a game because of a similar mistake in a game.
4: Talking to Vinny Bonsignor right now from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, also the morning tailgate here on Raider Nation Radio 920, and uh, he's at Pub 365 right now. And, Vinny, last question for you, and then we'll check in with you again before the end of the hour. Oh, uh, Wanted to know, and you, you put this out there earlier this morning, I thought it was a big deal, Denzel Good, not on the Pub list. Kenyon Drake, not on the Pub list. Both guys out there practicing, looking good, and, and, hell, Kenyon Drake looked really fast, looked sharp, looked like he was cutting with no issues. What were your thoughts on, on the news on Good and Kenyon Drake?
0: Yeah, uh no doubt a positive step for both players. And I'm with you. Kenyon uh looked like he was flying around and looked like he was ready to get back on the football field uh after missing as much time uh, as he did. But kinda interesting too though, uh with Denzel Good, obviously we saw uh that he, you know, took a little bit of a pay cut. Yep. Um and that usually tells you something right there. Uh nobody's gonna take a pay cut just willingly, right? Uh right. there was probably some hey, um, you know, uh, we all know what we're talking about here. Um yep. so so and, and if you're looking at that positively, it's probably a sign that the Raiders may like what they've got in Lester Connor, uh, or excuse me, Lester Cotton uh, Jr. Uh, maybe uh, a Dylan Farham is going to be making a push at one of those corner, or, excuse me, uh, guard positions. So uh, while it's not the best news for Denzel Good, uh, it's, not, it's also, for, in a big picture way, uh, probably a good sign that the Raiders feel pretty comfortable about what they have on the offensive line in the interior.
4: Right, I agree, and it, uh, it kind of makes me feel a little bit uh, more at ease, I guess. That's uh, probably not the right phrase, but, I mean, it makes me feel a little bit more confident that they have a, a good idea of what they're working with, and they feel pretty confident in that offensive line. Of course, they got a lot of work to do. They've got to go ahead and put that thing together, but uh, it's very interesting for sure. All right, Vinny, well, thanks so much, man. Great stuff. We'll check in with you in a little while, see how things are going at Pub365. I'm starting to see pictures flying out of there fast and furious. A lot of good stuff, so we'll check in with you in a little bit. All right, man. Take care of yourself, guys. All right, there he goes. Vinny Bonsignor, great job. He's at Pub365 right now, so make sure you go check him out. And, again, we'll check in with him again uh, before the end of the hour. Got a lot of good text messages to get to. We'll do that when we come back. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.
6: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, again, we try to avoid the time frame and predicting all that because there's such a difference between one player's body and another. But um, I know all those guys are working really hard, extremely hard, doing everything they can. To get back out there on the field as soon as possible, and um, you know, if you if you start training camp with 90 guys out there on the field, you're lucky. You know, so um, you know whatever number it is, 86, 87, that we're going to have out there, I think that's you know we're doing pretty good. And like I said, the guys that that aren't out there, uh, they'll be doing everything they can to get out there as soon as possible. Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness,
1: roughness.
6: here on Raider
1: Nation
4: Radio 920. I'm
5: going to have to kick you, you know what, today.
0: Here's your boy, Q.
4: How's Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels from earlier this morning? Talking about the guys that are on the pup list right now, guys that are banged up that aren't out there practicing. There's a lot of guys out there. It's not all 90 out there, but there are plenty of guys out there that are out there performing and putting in work and there's a lot of uh, activity going on today. Uh, nothing major as far as you know, earth-shattering stuff. But just saw them back out there. Saw the guys moving around with what I thought was a pretty good tempo, a pretty good pace to their practice. And I uh, think that they're doing they're doing a lot of good things. You know, really uh, e- expecting some some big big-time performances and big-time results this upcoming year. But it all starts right now. You got to put the work in right now. If you don't. Put it in and you don't go full throttle right now, then whatever you do in the regular season, it's not going to be what you want it to be. You've got to put in that hard work. So, got an article from Bill Barnwell that I want to go over real quick. Uh, and I'll go over it in just a second. There's a few text messages I want to get to before that at 69187 Keyword RNR. We've been talking about a bunch of different subjects, but this, uh, this me getting dressed in a dark subject has, has taken on a, a life of its own. Raider C and Vallejo. He said Vallejo High. As a matter of fact, said A. Hey Q. Not only does the phone have a little flashlight on it, but it's designed so that if you're wearing a shirt with a pocket, you can slip the phone right in there and have the flashlight stick up above the top of your pocket, and you can walk around with the lights, the light hands-free. That's from Raider C and Vallejo. Thank you so much for the text, my man. I appreciate you. And one, I don't have a shirt on with the collar or with a um, with a pocket, especially at five something in the morning while I'm trying to get dressed. That means I would have gone to bed with a shirt with a a pocket on it, which I definitely did not um, two i don 't even know if I own a shirt with a pocket on it uh, i really don't i don 't think I do maybe i don't i don't i honestly don't think I do though um, and three I just don 't know why i didn 't think about the flashlight on the phone I have no idea that you got me on that one. I have no idea that was obviously a pretty easy one to think of, but i, I don't maybe because it 's so early in the morning that 's the last thing on my mind or there's nothing on my mind at that time i'm just trying to Find and get my wits about myself and figure out what the hell I'm doing. Not only that, because getting up at 5, I think last night I went to bed at, what, 1 or 1 this morning or 12.30 or 1. So it was it was a quick turnaround. So, you know, when you have those quick turnarounds, you don't really have your mind right all the time. Uh, Big Deuce said, Q, keep doing what you're doing. Happy wife, happy life. No doubt about them. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. Got another text that said they make nightlights with plugs in them. Uh, this is. This is uh more than I know. This is a, this is a way uh way deeper, way deeper than I ever thought I'd go when it comes to night lights and stuff in the dark, but got a lot of good feedback on it, so I definitely appreciate you. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh going to be checking in with Vinny Bosnior a little bit later towards the end of the hour, plus I want you to hear what Rich Eisen had to say on the Rich Eisen show yesterday, but before I get to that, I want to talk about this piece from Bill Barnwell on espn.com and if you remember we uh, had Bill, or I, I played the, the clip of Bill Barnwell talking about the Raiders' moves in the offseason where he wasn't very high on them. But he put out a piece that came out today, uh, about 3 o'clock uh, this morning, said uh, stacking the best and the worst offensive playmakers. So he ranked all 32 teams. So it's another one of those rankings. And I know right now someone's rolling their eyes like, oh man, here we go. Another one of these rankings. But that's what time of year it is. Uh, for every team except for the Raiders, they're, you know, they're, they're preparing for training camp while the Raiders are back in training camp. But I just wanted to point out, where he had the Raiders ranked, and again, he was the guy that was not big on the Devontae Adams move. He wasn't big on the trade. He wasn't big on the signing to a big contract. Just wasn't. Uh, and so I thought when I saw it, I said, like, uh, he's not going to be, he's not going to rank the Raiders' offensive, uh, you know, firepower very high." And then I kept strolling, and I kept strolling, and I kept strolling through it, you know. And as you go, and it's it's ranked from 32 all the way to one. So it starts off at 32. So I'm going, and I'm going, and I'm going. I'm like, man. Did I miss the Raiders already? I'm looking. I'm seeing the Denver Broncos. I'm seeing the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's put it like this. Let me go back up. The Kansas City Chiefs, who has won, have won the division so many times in a row, were ranked number one in 2020. In 2021, he had them ranked sixth. In 2022, he has them ranked 16th. So when I saw them ranked at 16th, I was like, oh, dang, did I pass the Raiders already? No, I didn't. Then he had the Broncos, who in 2020 were ranked at 14. 2021 were ranked at 17. He had them ranked in 2022, 14. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm still still got to find where's the Raiders at? Where are the Raiders? Where are the Raiders? I, I, I'm seeing the Rams go by, and I'm thinking, oh man, the Raiders must I must have really passed by them and just didn't see them. Then I got to the Chargers. 2020 he had them ranked 16th. 2021 he had them ranked 20th. In 2022 he has the Chargers ranked sixth. So now I know I passed the Raiders, right? Get to five, look at Tampa Bay, four, Minnesota, three, San Francisco. And then I get to two, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders. In 2020, he had them ranked number four. In 2021, he had them ranked 22. So think about that. 2020, they were ranked fourth. In 2021, he, was ranked, he had them ranked 22nd. This year, he has them ranked number two. And he said, I didn't love the Raiders trading significant draft capital and handing out a new deal to a 29-year-old Devontae Adams, but – Here, we're leaving the money aside and only considering how he's going to play in 2022. Adams is a superstar. He's likely to be excellent in his debut season with the Raiders. The former Packers star might miss a game or two, but even 15 games of him represents one of the league's most spectacular wide receivers. Adams will be joined by Renfro, who took the leap from solid slot receiver to genuine star last season. Renfro's triple moves made him a force in the red zone, while the 2019 fifth rounder topped the 2.0 yards per target mark for the first time as a pro. Renfro's per-route numbers were right in line with Travis Kelsey and Terry McLaurin. He probably won't see the same red zone usage, again, with Adams in the fold, but he's going to be a valuable part of the offense. The third piece in the big three should be Darren Waller, who was limited to 665 yards in 11 games by injuries. Waller is about to turn 30 in September, so there's always a chance we've seen the best of him, but he was arguably the second-best receiving tight end across the 2019 and 2020 seasons behind Kelsey. The Raiders have one of the best trios in football, and they can all complement one another stylistically they declined running back Josh Jacobs fifth-year option he posted a career low in rushing at 872 but I actually thought his increased role in the receiving game made it a successful season new coach Josh McDaniels is likely to rotate situationally between Jacobs Drake Bolden and rookie fourth-round pick Zamir White but Jacobs should have the valuable short yardage role played by Damian Harris and LeGarrette Blunt during their time with the Patriots Jacobs isn't a superstar but he's a solid back and a better fourth option than most other NFL teams will enjoy so That was the whole write-up right there from Bill Barnwell on ESPN.com about the Raiders number two as far as the weapons they have offensively. And the only team that they were behind was the Cincinnati Bengals, who in 2020 were ranked 23rd, 2021 13th. He has a number one in 2022 so i found that to be pretty interesting and thought i'd just go ahead and bring that to the table since it was a, a pretty positive little ranking there as far as the silver and black goes again it's called stacking best and worst offensive playmakers in the nfl as he ranks all 32 teams in 2022 so there's that good stuff right there i uh, i thought that that was what did you think about that what barnwell had to say demon
5: he's right on everything that he said He's not wrong, but then it makes me think. I remember that clip that they were the 28th worst. Was that just off-season moves, or were he expected them to finish?
4: No, he. That was the off-season moves, and and again, he was uh he, he was saying that he wasn't a big fan of the the trade for Devontae Adams and giving up the draft capital and giving up the the money as well. So and then even in that piece, he said, so let's just put the money to the side. But just as far as just the play on the field, I mean, he has them ranked number two. That's that's fantastic.
5: And then if you have the Bengals ranked first. Well, for me, I get what he's meant with that first one, but it's like, no disrespect, but I got to take it as disrespect. <laughs> because you're saying that the moves were bad, but then you're also saying, hey, but put the money aside. They are one of the best teams when it comes to their playmakers. Well, then obviously the moves were worth it.
4: Right, exactly. That's the key. Uh, if, if you have to give up a lot of, uh, of money, and you have to give a draft capital to go and get a, a guy like Devontae Adams that's going to make everything that much better, then you do it. Then it's worth it. If you have a team that you believe can make a deep run. I mean, if you have a team that's not worth the salt, then there's no reason to do it, right? I mean, you, you make that kind of move. It's like, great, you got Devontae Adams, but what else do you have? But when you believe that he's that much of a difference maker, that is a big deal. So I just wanted to bring that to the table. As I, as I saw it, I was reading it right before the show, and I thought, hey, you know what, this is something that we could point out a little bit later on in the show. Speaking of pointing things out, Rich Eisen, who comes on JT, or comes on right before JT the Brick here on Raider Nation Radio 920, comes on 10 to 12. Uh, he's been talking about the Raiders for a very long time. He's been giving them a lot of props. And he heard uh, the conversation that Derek Carr actually had, or didn't hear it but read the conversation Derek Carr had with Vic Taffer from The Athletic just the other day. Vic wrote a piece about nobody's talking about the Raiders. Nobody's talking about the Raiders, and Derek Carr's is continuing to talk that – Nobody's really talking about the Raiders. Where I would argue and say, actually, there's a lot of people talking about the Raiders right now, and I've I've argued that point for quite a while here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So Rich Eisen was like, "Hey, hold up! I've been talking about the Raiders for quite a while." So here's what he had to say on the Rich Eisen Show on uh, on Wednesday: Derek
1: Carr saying this to the Athletic: "It's going to be fun, meaning uh, the 2022 season for the Raiders. No one thinks anything of us." Uh-oh. And I think that's what makes it fun is you always have to put the ball down and play the football games. And, you know, this is not my first National Football League rodeo, as you all know. Okay, Derek, we're on in Las Vegas, Nevada, the Rich Eisen Show every single day on Raider Nation Radio. Yep. And who in this here national radio mosh pit has been saying – over and over and over again that the Las Vegas Raiders are not only going to surprise but going to win the division flat out. The American Football Conference Western Division winning. Hey Derek, I've been talking you up for literally two months. I have absolutely talked you up like nobody's business. And just to back it up, I'm going to play the win-loss game for the Las Vegas Raiders right now. baby! Give me the schedule. I'm going to finally put a record to it. Woo. At the L.A. Chargers right here, it's going to be loud. It's going to be nuts. There's not going to be some crazy lightning storm that delays the game like it did last time on a Monday night. No, sir. The whole place is going to be filled with crazy-ass Raider fans. That's a W. That is a, w. a win. A wow. season-opening win for the last... Angeles Chargers oh yeah with Khalil Mack in the building and everything that's a dub I'm gonna go win there then the home for the Arizona Cardinals that's a win DeAndre Hopkins is out W I'll take that as a win I've got a visit to the Tennessee Titans I'm gonna say that's a loss I'm gonna say that's a going across the country that's not gonna be an easy one I say they lose that football game then they go and they take on the Denver Broncos they win that one at home hey Russ welcome to the AFC West. But you're in the home of the Las Vegas Raiders. That's a win. They're going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs on a Monday night, and they're going to win that one, too. Yes, they will. They're going to beat the Chiefs in their house. It happens a lot. It happens a lot more than you think. That's a win. They've got a bye. They come back, and they take on the Houston Texans, and they win that football game. They go to the New Orleans Saints. I say they lose that one in New Orleans. That is not an easy place to be. Certainly, when you're in New Orleans the day before Halloween and everybody's dressed like the Pope or whatever the hell they do down there, drunk off their asses. That's going to be a very difficult spot for the Raiders to win. And I say they lose that one. They go to Jacksonville and they win that one. They come home against the Indianapolis Colts. They win that one. Then they visit the Denver Broncos and they sweep the Broncos. That's how you win win divisions. That's how you win divisions. They go to the Seattle Seahawks. They win that one. They have the Los Angeles Chargers. At home, I say they wind up sweeping that one. They take the Chargers out. They go visit the Rams on a short week on a Thursday. I say they lose that one. They have the New England Patriots at home. That's going to be so delicious. Josh McDaniels taking on uh, Bill Belichick. I say they absolutely go ahead. I say they win that game. I say they go to the Pittsburgh Steelers on a Saturday night, I say they lose that game on a on a Ooh. Christmas night. I say they they win, they wind up coming home for the San Francisco 49ers and they beat Trey Lance, but they lose against the Kansas City Chiefs to finish up the season cuz I think the Chiefs are going to need it. And I think that the Chiefs are in the, always give the Raiders a tough time in their home building. I think they split. And I have that means the Las Vegas Raiders have lost 5 games. They're 12 and 5.
4: There it is. Rich Eisen gives the Raiders twelve and five, and he doubles down and says they're going to win the AFC West. So, uh, pretty close to what I had. I think I had them at 11-6. Was that mine? I but I did. I did get a little extreme when I said I thought they were going to sweep the Chiefs, only because they were going to have to. But which is going to which would obviously be very difficult. It's very difficult to sweep any team in the league, especially the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but there you go. Rich Eisen giving a lot of love to the Silver and Black, and uh, he's been giving a lot of love for months now. And I continue to email back and forth with his people, and they keep emailing back and forth with me, and uh, we're working on getting him on the show. He will be on the show. The last time we talked to him was at the Super Bowl. That was the last time we had him on the show. We will have him on again. He can explain himself a little bit more, but uh, Rich Eisen's been one that's been very high on the Raiders. Adam Rank has been very high on the Raiders. Adam Shine's been high on the Raiders. I mean, there's a lot of folks out there that are pretty high on the silver and black. Now they've got to go out there and do what they do, and make it happen. Four thirty nine is the time. We'll come back. We'll check in with Vinny Bonsignor. We'll close out the show. This is Radio Nation Radio
6: nine twenty. I think the only expectation we have is that we're gonna go out there and work extremely hard to try to be the best team we can be each day and improve. You know, and at this point in time during the course of this season, you know, we're in we're in a you know complete foundational building type phase. You know. We're not worried about, you know, thinking about opponents and Games and strategies and those kind of things. This is about fundamentals and techniques and conditioning and communication and learning each other and knowing how to work with different groups of your teammates. And there's so many things we have to do between now and when we're going to play, you know, even play the first preseason game, you know. And so um, our expectation is we're going to have a great day today. I mean, that's really as simple as we can make it. Um, That's my expectation as a coach. And I think the team. Uh, has done a great job of, of adopting that mindset because it's the only thing we can control. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's
0: your
1: boy Q. He'll
4: be checking in with Vinny Boston in just a second. I gotta read this text from Jason in Maryland. Definitely appreciate the text on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187-Keyword R Jason says, sorry, Q, Bill Barnwell is like one out of 20 as far as positive things he's ever said about the Raiders. With this article you read being the lone one. As far as significant draft capital, we gave up two first-round picks. That's not significant. We don't even draft well. Yes, you are correct. A handful of people have been positive on the Raiders, but most including almost the entire NFL live crew has us coming in fourth in the division. I listen to all these shows just to see what they say. Rich Eisen and the guys on NFL Network by far have been the most positive. That's from Jason in Maryland. I don't disagree with you. I just am saying that whenever I find something positive, I try to bring it to the table so people don't continue to say that nobody is saying anything. The Raiders are getting positive talk right now because they have a lot of positive momentum. They got a lot of good things going for them right now. And a team that finishes fourth in division doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad team. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make any excuses for anybody. I don't think the Raiders will finish fourth, but... All four teams in the division could end up with a, a, a good record and one team be left out of the playoffs. And I mentioned before I even talked about the Bill Barnwell piece that he was not very high on the Devontae Adams trade. And he didn't say a lot of things. I, I, I started the whole thing with that. So I'm not disagreeing with you. I just thought I'd bring it to the table. It's almost like people don't want to hear anything positive. There's like, a, oh, a yeah, but – I'll just continue to bring all the negative stuff to the table. If that I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. You know, you try to bring something positive to the table, and it's like there's – so it's like an objection to no, it.
5: No, I think with Jason and Marilyn, I think we're all on the same side here.
4: I, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. we all were saying the same thing. But it just it, – it I don't know. I, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to bring the light to, to the people or highlight the people that are saying stuff positive. I'm not saying everyone's saying something positive, but I just, I'm just trying to highlight it. You know, because I think that that's – I think that people need to hear it or they need to see it. That's all. Vinny Bonsignore, he's out at Pub 365. That's a very positive place. He's got a lot of positive things going on. And, Vinny, I mean, to me it feels like a lot more people are starting to give the the Raiders props. Are you feeling that too, or is that just me being delusional?
0: Yeah, no question about it. And I think we're at that point, uh, Q, where everyone's tired of the talking, everyone's tired of the analysis and the predictions and – You know, uh, whether it's good or bad, negative, positive, it's time to play football. And that's why today was such an important day, because uh, we're getting ready for that point. You know, after next week, there's not going to be another Sunday that goes by without NFL football until, what, late January before the Super Bowl? (laughs) Right. Um, So every Sunday from this point forward, there's going to be NFL football uh, after next week. And, and, And that's a great thing, obviously. Uh, and, and hearing, you know, some of the chatter, some of the, oh, you know, we're not getting any respect, the Raiders, nobody respects the Raiders, it's, it all kind of culminates right now at this time of year where uh, it just shows me and I shows everybody else, and I'm sure you would agree, uh, that everyone's tired of talking. You know, whatever, good or bad, it's time to go play some football.
4: Right. No, I, I agree. Uh, you know, I just, I know that there's always a lot of negative, um, like, points of view of the Raiders from national media. And so when I see the national media that are giving the Raiders props, I just kind of like to highlight it so people know that there are people out there that are giving props. Um, I just, you know.
0: Yeah, the other part about that, uh, Q, and and everyone in that locker room uh, would agree with this, it's time for them to show it as well. They understand that. They know that. Um, You can talk as glowingly as you want about anybody, right? Right. Um, and you can you can give them all the props that you want. You can say they did a great job this offseason, which they did. Uh, you can praise the Devontae Adams trade, which I think was a great trade. I don't know what some people look at it as, uh, but that's okay. Everybody has their opinions, and we all right. respect that. But you can talk all about that. But ultimately, it's going to come down to what do the Raiders do on the field. Anyone that you and I have ever covered, they understand that. Like, you know what, at some point, if we want good press, we got to play well enough to to get it and if we don't we're going to get bad press and and the great ones understand that And i think the raiders understand that it's time to get out on the field and prove it and and create that narrative that positive narrative but they took a big step in the right direction last year especially finishing the way they did and getting to the playoffs and it's it's carried over to the offseason i believe uh now it's time for them to carry it over to the regular season and then we'll all see uh who was right who was wrong um, and whether the Raiders are ready to uh, rewrite the narrative about them.
4: So. Right, I I agree, hundred percent. And Vinny, we're gonna talk to Derek Carr tomorrow. Uh, what what is there something that's at the top of your mind that you want to ask Derek?
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. You know, uh, there was a great article in the Athletic. Um, you know, where he kind of talked about what we're talking about right now. You know, yeah. not everyone's giving it up for the Raiders, and I found it interesting. You know, when we do our little pop psychologist thing as journalists, uh, we sometimes try to read into well, why you know the, the whys behind certain things that somebody said. And for him, to me, it's the timing. Um, you know, Derek Carr has been pretty reserved over the years. You know, and uh, he, he kind of keeps it um, you know uh, low to the cuff, uh, and, and and probably because in the back of his mind, he knew you know hey, uh, we're not ready to talk like that yet. We're not ready to make bold pro- uh, proclamations or wonder and question why people um, aren't, uh, you know, respecting us enough. I think he understands deep down he's got the horses alongside him, the talent alongside him to maybe shut some people up or change that narrative, I should say. Uh, and he's wondering why maybe some people uh, haven't jumped on board yet. Uh, and I think that's him saying that and pointing that out, at least to me, and I could be completely wrong and we'll ask him about it tomorrow, but I think to me, it's because he understands that he could write some checks right now that he knows the money is going to be in the bank at some point to pay, that, to pay those checks off.
4: Yeah, I, that's, that's a good point. I like the way you uh, broke that one down, and it uh, should be interesting to talk to him. Last time I got a chance to talk to him, it was on that Zoom call right before that uh, golf tournament that he played in Tahoe, and he was in pretty good spirits then, so it uh, should be interesting. You know, he looked like he was in a good place today. It looked like the whole team was in a good place, but of course they're going to be. It's the first day of training camp, and they're all excited to get back out there and start getting to work. So, Vinny, at Pub 365, what you got going on out there this evening?
0: Yeah, just a reminder to uh, download the Pub365 app, uh, start getting some rewards uh, for, for all the great beer that they have here. There's a great menu, great food, uh, chicken wings, burgers, uh, all of that uh, is, is uh, top-notch. Got a whole bunch of friends out here, uh, a whole bunch of there's Raider fans. I see some Raider fans uh, coming in as we speak. So uh, this is going to be a great spot uh, for Raider fans to, uh, to come here in Las Vegas over at the Tuscany uh, Suites right off Flamingo uh, to come and, and congregate, talk Raider football, watch some games when Thursday night football uh, starts coming around. So, uh, and, and we're kicking it off tonight.
4: There you go. Vinny, great stuff, my man. I'll see you bright and early in the morning at the Intermount Healthcare Performance Center. I appreciate you as always. a.m. Yes, 6.30 a.m. There he goes, Vinny Bonsignor right there from the morning tailgate with uh, Clay Baker and Heidi Fang. Tomorrow he'll actually be featuring Eddie Pascal and Heidi Fang uh, all there live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. So make sure you tune in 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Radio Nation Radio 920. Check out what they got going on as uh, we all prepare for day two of practice, and then we'll have Saturday, Sunday, and uh, the Raiders will be off on Monday. But Derek Carr is going to speak to the media for sure. That should be interesting. That will be probably around the 10-something, 10, 10 o'clock hour. And, of course, you'll hear uh, all the conversations and all the different players that we get to talk to. You'll hear that throughout the course of the day here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Before we get about of here, let's go ahead and take a call real quick from our guy, Raider Mac. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's
3: up, dude? Hey, man. Uh, look, here's a couple of things I want to say to you. Is that hey man? We really appreciate the the station, and we appreciate you and DeMond and all the stuff, man. Because you know I've been a Raider fan for a long time, and we didn't we didn't have nowhere to voice. We don't we didn't know nothing about training camp and stuff like that. We really do appreciate you. I think the the text that the guy was trying to say was that that yeah we we, we getting positive, but majority of the NFL and and to majority of the NFL is not is not positive towards the Raiders, and I think that's what he's saying. But I, I appreciate that you're coming on and giving us the, the guys like Rich Eisen and, and the different guys that that's given us positive. Keep doing that, man, because we need that. Hey, one thing I, I wanted to ask you about training camp. Um, once the name is hurt, um, Trayvon Mully was on the pup list. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a, a chance that we're going to bring in another DB or, or we're going to wait to see what his injuries? Um, is going to do, and I'll let you go
4: on that. Uh, Good call, my man. And and as far as Trayvon Mullen goes, that's a good question. You know, we know he had off-season surgery, um, and he put it out that it it was fine. It was minor, but now he's on the pup list. So I don't know how long he's going to be out. I don't know how close he is to returning. Uh, We really don't. And the thing about it is I would think that they'd bring in a corner. I just don't know who's out there to bring in, right? I mean, there's not – there's some guys that are out there, but they're either older or they're coming off big-time injuries as well. I mean, I just I don't really know if there's a guy that I would think is a, is a good addition for the Raiders at this stage of the game. Now, obviously, they're going to give them a little bit of time to get back. Uh, the date that uh, has been pointed out is August 23rd. That's the date that everyone needs to be off the pup list. If they're not off the pup list, then they'll miss the first four weeks of the season. So uh, that's, that's something to pay attention to. But, yeah, uh, it, it, would, it would be great if Trayvon Mullen could get out there and get a little bit of burn and, you know, start getting into this new scheme. And, you know, the first couple of years of his career, he, he did really well. But last year, uh, having that toe injury, it really, really cost him most of the season. So we'll see how he recovers from that. Uh, as far as, like, the, the feedback, that's, 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 that's what we're talking about. Um, you know, it's not always. It's not going to be just overnight where everyone is giving the Raiders props. But the more that they continue to build it and the more they continue to win is the more you'll start to hear the power shift. And that's why I keep trying to bring it up, bring up the positive that I see. And I'll bring up the negative. If someone talks bad about the, you know, the Raiders, I'll bring it up too, you know, just so, just so there's, the receipts are out there, right? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, I get it. I know everyone's not positive on the Raiders. I, I totally get that. And uh, that's why I try to bring uh, the positivity up. So you know that there are people out there, and I think the more the Raiders win, the more that you'll get a lot of positive feedback, you know, not only here on the station but nationally. So that's, that's the whole point. But uh, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate all the texts. Always at 69187, keyword R&R. Make sure you wake up with the morning tailgate. It'll be Vinny, Heidi, and Eddie Pascal live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920.